previously on Film My Cup. We took a visual journey back in time and relived a short version of my high school years and learned that sometimes unrequited love is well and good, especially when the realization of said love reveals that you didn't feel things as deeply as you thought. You simply just saw them every day. We also briefly touched on body dysmorphia and an eating disorder I was unaware of back then. Today on Fill My Cup, we take a look into something we've all experienced in some facet of our lives. So while you're here, hanging out with me for the next few minutes, grab a glass as we fill our cups with dreams. When was the last time you dreamt? No, I don't mean the one that has you tossing and turning at night while you're in REM sleep. I'm talking about the kind of dream that lets your eyes sparkle. The kind you can't stop talking about, praying about, or writing affirmations and manifestations about. We often relinquish the opportunity to dream for children mainly because their innocence protects them from the harsh realities we live with. I remember as a kid, my dream at the time was to be a politician. More specifically, I wanted to be president of Nigeria. I know, right? Clearly, I have deep-seated issues, but that's okay. I'll unpack that in therapy. My uncle, God rest his soul, was a then-commissioner of agriculture. And we'd visit his home often enough, so I thought, hell, his job can't be that hard. I believe I was maybe 10 at the time, or maybe a little bit younger. But I don't recall anyone shunning me or telling me that was unachievable. However, fast forward to being 12, I think, or 13, and living in a one-bedroom apartment with my mom, sister, and brother, dreaming went from being a daily occurrence to becoming a luxury I could no longer afford. I remember telling my mom I wanted to do something in the art field. I know it's pretty broad, but I was 12, so give me some credit. Man, I kid you not. She picked up the phone and called my dad. This was when they were still married and she had unlimited access to him and would dial him up whenever she felt like it. I remember my dad listening to me and telling my mom, well, if she's any good at it, maybe we should allow her to do it. I was glad, because between their good cop, bad cop dance, I had at least one parent on my side. Each phone call after that conversation ended with my dad asking if I still wanted to pursue art, and I would always say yes. There was this story my dad used to tell my siblings and I. It was about a doctor. When this doctor was young, his parents sacrificed everything they had, and... Y'all, I mean, even to the clothes on their back, they sacrificed everything just to see him go through school. It was their dream for him to become a doctor. With the cultural and parental guilt slash responsibility, he obliged and indeed became a doctor. Years later, while he was receiving an award, a moment that was meant to solidify his place in the medical community, he got his award and started crying. Mumbles swiftly filled the room, as well as perplexed faces. 
In his speech, he confessed that he too had given up everything to live his parents' dreams, but never got to live his because he didn't want to disappoint them. There is this saying, more like a running joke between the African kids. It says, as a child of a Nigerian or like an immigrant or something, the minute you come into this world, not even, like the minute you're conceived, like uh, that's a little too graphic for some people, but no, seriously, the minute you're conceived, your parents start thinking of all the many things you can become. And then like, honestly, you have like four options, right? So the joke is you're either a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, or a failure. And to be honest, nobody's trying to be a failure. So we just have to pick a lane and stick with it. Now you're probably wondering, what's a doctor got to cry about? But here's the thing. You don't want to be the guy who wakes up every day for the next 30 to 40 years and goes to a job they hate. I heavily relate to this story because my career path was picked out for me before I even graduated middle school. And as much as I tried to fight, I eventually caved in. And then when college came around, I graduated with a degree that I am now in debt over, but I didn't choose. Although I didn't choose the debt, I chose the degree. Let me explain. <laughs> in high school, I was so depressed because I didn't want to do anything in the medical field. And my mom made a deal. She said, give me the degree and then you can do whatever it is your heart's desires. Sounds easy enough, right? Wrong. <laughs> now with a degree in hand, I can, in theory, do whatever my heart desires. But Salome doesn't care about my dreams and aspirations. So I have to use a said degree until I settle her before I settle myself. In truth, that too is just an excuse I tell myself so I can sleep a little less miserably at night. Life is far too short, and before you know it, you're on your dying bed, wishing and hoping you dreamt a little more, hell, even went after some of those dreams. After a while, my dad stopped asking me if I still wanted to pursue art, and understandable. After all, he was putting me through college and was certainly going to get a return on his investment. I remember while in school, I decided to go to therapy in my last year of college. And during one of my first sessions, I was asked what I was looking forward to. And I said graduation. Reason being why, because I felt like I've been waiting to exhale for the last five years. In college, I didn't have the luxury of time where I could sit around and just dream or act on those dreams. As I mentioned in episode five, a place you'd most likely find me in college was in the library. Even now, without the excuse of being in school, I often find myself steering clear of any thoughts that may be a slight dream. Maybe it's my imposter syndrome that kicks in and tells me you don't belong here. Or maybe I'm just, I don't know, scared. Or maybe I'm tired and my inner child, who was once excited to mouth off her dreams to the world, got discouraged too many times. I honestly don't remember the last time I allowed myself to simply just dream. I mean, I often dream about my brownstone that I talk about every other day, mostly to myself. But I don't dream about what's going to allow me to afford a brownstone in a city like Brooklyn. Because we all know those ain't cheap and I surely don't have brownstone money lying around in my wallet somewhere. 
I sometimes find myself jealous of those who have dared to dream and act on them. Jealous simply because I don't have the gravitas. Instead, I'm too worried of looking ridiculous. Start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. By author Ash. This saying rings true on so many levels. To make a simplistic example, say your dream is to start a YouTube channel, but you keep putting it off because you don't have a Canon 5D Mark IV. You're just making up excuses because chances are you have a smartphone of sorts that hopefully has a camera and a microphone port, which really is all you ever need to start a YouTube channel. As for me, I'm definitely going to be using the I still have time excuse. But until my therapist calls me out on it, this is Yinka, your host, who is afraid to dream because what if I fail and dare I say, what if I don't? I think I fear success just as much, if not more, than I fear failure. I think about the latter more than I do the former and maybe therein lies my problem. And until it is unpacked while seated in a dimly lit room on a red couch with a dark-skinned woman sitting across from me, we just gonna be scaredy cats out here on Fill My Cup. Now, this episode isn't necessarily me working through what I have learned, but more so given my side of something I know we for certain all go through. Being the child of an immigrant and being an immigrant, dreaming is indeed a luxury that I don't have. Well, at least not yet. My mom gave up her dream in Nigeria, and for years on end, I have watched her sacrifice time after time after time. One of her sacrifices being her marriage, and the other, her successful business that she started from the ground up. So it is without doubt that I feel indebted to her. As you listen to this episode, I want you to think about what are your excuses. Are you scared of seeing what's behind door number two that you prefer not to try? What does your next 30 to 40 years look like? And lastly, I want you to ask yourself, really ask yourself, what is it you're willing to sacrifice for your happiness? Okay, uh, as usual, I am truly thankful for you tuning in and listening to today's episode. This is probably one of my favorite episodes. I had such an introspective feeling writing, I think, episode six, as well as this one as well. And we are officially, official digital, officially well over halfway through season one. And we've got three more episodes for y'all. And honestly, I can't wait to write them. So I hope you stick around for the next few weeks. Now, you don't have to leave, but before you go, please don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can subscribe on Google Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Whatever your poison is, we are serving it right here on Fill My Cup. Now, you can tell your friend about it. Hell, even tell Auntie Shala, you know, the one who's miserable at her job and tells you your dreams are ridiculous and you should settle in life because she too did and she is happy even though she has three jobs, uncontrolled hypertension, barely sees her family. Yeah, definitely tell her about this podcast. In fact, just play this whole just play this whole episode for her. Like next time you guys are hanging out, just be like, oh, auntie, let me play you something. And then just surprisingly be like, wow, she's just talking about you, auntie. This is such a coincidence. 
Now disclaimer Sha, I'm not responsible if Auntie Shola gives you a backhanded slap. Like, do not come for me. I am not responsible. Anyway, you can follow us on Instagram at fillmycuppod. You can also email us at fillmycuppod at gmail.com. Alright y'all, be safe and I'll see you on another episode of Fill My Cup. Thank you.